This is the Sterling Vineyard Sundays podcast. We are a church passionate about encountering Jesus and sharing his love with our city. To find out more about who we are, visit our website at sterlingvineyard.co.uk. It's such an honor to be part of uh, this story, your story, God's story, in and around Sterling. Um, So my name is Andy. I am 48 years old. I think think I've been 24 years old for the last 20 years. And in maybe the last couple of years, I'm like, I don't know. Actually, I am 24. Uh, My wife says I'm a pathological optimist which um, is sometimes a good thing and sometimes not a good thing. Um, But I'm excited to be here today. And there's a couple of things I want to share with you, but I also believe in heckling. (laughs) So if you have a sense that, oh, my heart's beating fast and it's not just because of the caffeine and I feel like God's wanting me to say something, I just invite you to... Um, I don't know what you do around here, but just heckle, just shout, just say, I just wonder if, dot, 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 and we'll see what happens. Is that okay? Because God doesn't just speak to one or two, but he loves to share. He's so generous with his words. He wants to speak to all. And now just a little thing I just pondered. We love the story of Sterling Vineyard. And, it, you know, it's easy to go, oh, there's this lady called Hannah. And in generations, they'll come to like, this lady called Hannah, she, like, never walked. She just floated. And, <laughs> and whenever she walked, spring just came. Even in December, flowers just arrived around her. Uh, she was a bit like Pocahontas, but also, like, there'll be all these stories in generations to come. But what the story of Sterling Vineyard, from what I've picked up is one person says, okay, Jesus, I'm in. And I just had a sense before that if you give your okay, Jesus, then the response will be only Jesus. So what I mean by that is no matter what you're going through, no matter what's going on, no matter who's left you or who's not around, no matter who's shouting at you or shouting for you or shouting against you, if you say, okay, Jesus, I'm all in, it may take time. It may take some seasons. It may take some decades. But you will get to say, you will get to declare Only Jesus. Only Jesus could have pulled this off. Only Jesus could have taken my brokenness and my mess and my disgust and my shame. And only Jesus could have pulled off something more beautiful. And if you're feeling today, Andy, that's fine for you to say this from the front, but you have no idea how messed up and broken I am. Well, I want to encourage you with mosaic. Generally, this is my take on the history of mosaic. If you've only got two or three pieces to make up a mosaic, it's rubbish. 
Like it's, it's not something that you're like, woof, that's awe-inspiring. But the best mosaics come from shattered, broken pieces all put together. So if you're feeling today a bit shattered, a bit broken, a bit like what could God possibly do with me or my story, my household, then I want to encourage you, you're probably in a better place than somebody's just like, hey, I've actually got it all together and I've got something to bring to the party. Because I've only got a couple of things. So I want to encourage you again, and you might want to write this down somewhere and remind one another on this is, hey, do you remember? If we give our okay, I'm in Jesus, then we will get to say, who? Only Jesus. Only Jesus. So what I wanted to share, oh, I also don't have a clock in front of me, and um, I can go on a bit. So I, um, you looked at your watch first. <laughs> it's a message from your mum. Is she okay? <laughs> uh, tell her we miss her. Um, would you keep an eye on the time and kind of be like, <laughs> would that be okay? Okay, what time, would, what time would people normally kind of finish speaking and stuff? Like 10 to? Or like 12, depends how they're going to get on. <laughs> You're like, oh. oh, it's like five minutes kind of thing. Would you kind of let me know, even just like, Andy, look at the clock? Is she a trustworthy lady for stuff like that? Okay, you won't hurt my feelings, okay? Okay, so here's what I had a sense of God is wanting to say. God has a powerful voice. And when we look through the Bible, and when we look through history, when God speaks, things happen. When God speaks, life happens. Like when God speaks, his darkness all around says, uh, light, come. And what happens? Darkness goes. So God has a powerful voice. When God speaks, life happens. When God speaks, life change. When God speaks, things, people, plants, places come about and come to life. And I don't know if you've experienced something of God speaking to you. You know, there's that picture in the Bible where Jesus calls somebody by name, sometimes twice. And in that moment, he ignites something in their hearts for him. And one of the pictures I had of today was a little bit like, there's a little bit of a fire going on in your heart. Like there's been some sparking going on with you and Jesus. But I had a sense today that he's wanted to put some kindling in your heart. And he's wanting to just breathe into your heart. So often what I do, before we do anything else, we do a bit of gardening in our hearts. And I don't know how your hearts are. If your heart is a garden, what does it look like? Have you got some weeds growing in there? Here's some concrete areas, which I don't know what's quite happened, but suddenly you, a big part of your heart, which was once just this beautiful wild meadow, is actually looks a bit like a, I don't know, like an underground car park that nobody visits anymore. 
So the best gardener I've ever met is God. So why don't, I don't know what you do around here, but we'll often just close our eyes, put our hands on our hearts, and invite the best gardener this planet has ever seen to come. Father, we love you. And we now welcome you. We don't quite understand why you want to hang out with us in such a way that you do. But we're not going to hang around because we don't get it all. But we just want to step into all that you have for us. So we just want to welcome you now as, as chief gardener to come into our hearts. Father, I thank you that you, by your Holy Spirit, you can show us what's, what's um, yeah, and it's nearly like a sense of that he's wanted to take a walk around our hearts, and, and I just wonder if, um, I just wonder if Holy Spirit just wants for you to be encouraged. Yeah, just be encouraged, like when he, he I think he wants to show you what has been happening in your heart where you've been sowing into him. So just ask him now in this moment, Father, is there anything in my heart that you want me to be encouraged about because of what he has been doing? And then for the discernment part where there's some stuff kind of beginning to grow and we're not sure if it's a weed or a beautiful flower. We're not sure if it's a bit of bitterness or a bit of resentment, unforgiveness. So Father, for those bits in between, would you just come and till the soil? Weed out what's not of you. Forgive us for our unforgiveness. Release us from bitterness. Release us from that self-entitlement thing. Release us from striving. And Father, if there's any parts of our heart just like that, dingy, dark, underground car park that nobody visits anymore. We trust you to break up the concrete in our hearts. And we just welcome you by your Holy Spirit to give us a new heart. And like Ezekiel, we say, we would like to give you our hearts of stone for a heart that beats like yours. A heart that beats for you for ourselves, for one another, and for Sterling and beyond. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And I mean, I would just encourage you to get new hearts. If you're offended by that, I, um, I don't mind. Um, I'm okay with that. And just to let you know, I'm, oh, I've had two or three new hearts even on the way up. So 
it's the one thing that he's never short of, is giving new hearts. So when you feel your heart getting skanky and dirty or hard, like he loves to do something with that. Um, so anyways, that's nothing to what we're talking about. Are we okay for time? Ah, yeah. Okay, so God's powerful voice. When he speaks things, people, things just change. Like he, things just change under his voice. And I love his, the power of his voice. So I'm, I'm, I've also been pondering about the hunger we have for his voice. And I don't know where your hunger levels are at the moment. I know there's a, a blanket of weariness over the planet at the moment. Whether it's from COVID or whatever it's from, but this weariness is wearisome, isn't it? But in all and amongst, this is a fertile time for us to be hungry for his voice, afresh or anew. To be reminded again of what he's saying over us, what he's saying to us and what he's wanting to say through us. My best bit of advice for you is do not listen to too much advice. But to pursue his voice again and afresh. And that's part of this thing of doing community life together. The best advice we can have for one another is don't listen to too much advice. Pursue his voice. Because when you hear from him, it changes everything for everyone, every time. So do hear me. I'm not saying don't listen to one another. Community life is one of the reasons we're alive. I mean, we were made for community. But the best advice we can ever give one another is to listen to him and his voice in that. So when I think about God speaking and his powerful voice when he speaks, the bit what I want to talk about today is when he sings over us. Now, it's one thing for God to speak to you, but for God to sing over you, wow. I mean, I don't know what you've considered what his voice would sound like. But have you ever considered what his singing voice is like? What do you think his singing voice is like? It's a rhetorical question when you're not meant to answer, isn't it? Well, that's not a rhetorical question. What do you think his singing voice is like? A symphony? The sweetest sound you'll ever hear? Do you think when God sings, he's Welsh? Do you know like that beautiful Welsh? Are you Welsh? Oh, but you think yes, <laughs> yeah. What does his voice sound like? Rich. I think when he sings, who? Let me read this to you. And I, I'm not just reading this to you. I used to play a game with my brother 
he didn't really enjoy it. I don't know why. But it was basically, he would be sitting about where you are, and um, I would throw a tennis ball at his head. <laughs> and the tennis ball would bounce off his head. I don't know. I think he had a bad attitude. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that's my take. What do you think? Yeah, bad attitude? Yeah, I'll call him later and say, we all in Sterling think you had a bad attitude. And it's, I'd throw the tennis ball out of his head, and he would just bounce off. And then I'd go and get the tennis ball and throw it at his head again. Um, I, I can see it kind of from his point of view, but his head should have been shaped better so the ball came back to me because it was hard work going to get the ball. But so, it is for his fault, yeah, his bad attitude and his fault. Um, what's your name? Amy. What does Amy mean? Oh, how nice is that? Amy, you know you've got a gift and your voice matters. Like, I don't know if things have been hard at school of late. And I don't know if it sometimes feels that people are speaking down at you. But I want to encourage you, Amy, but your voice really, really matters. I have a sense, Amy, that you're going to have more and more people coming to you to hear your voice. And sometimes in the crowd, it may feel like the voices are against you. But I want you to encourage you to have your, firm, your feet planted firmly in his love for you. Because I think you have wisdom and you have courage. And I think, Amy, that more, the crowd may not come and see you, but the individuals in the crowd will want to hear from you. So we want to commission you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Amy, to be a voice into this generation. We're really proud of you, Amy. Are we really proud of Amy? Oh, when we all grow up, we want to be as brave as you, Amy. <laughs> If we grow up, we should have probably said that. Yeah. Okay, here's the verse. And the point about the ten tennis ball game, sometimes we can just read God's word and it can be like that tennis ball bouncing off our heads. And I don't know what picture you have, whether it's a picture of opening up your head or opening up your heart. But God is wanting to speak, not just to bounce off our heads, but to get into very fiber, into our DNA. Not just that we know something, but we own it, and it owns us. So are you ready for a passage of Scripture that I believe God wants us to be marinated in? Not just dipped in, but marinate. Have you ever eaten marinated food? Like, it's good, isn't it? Okay, here's the marination, if that's even a word. For the Lord your God is living amongst you, Sterling Vineyard. He's a mighty saviour, Sterling Vineyard. He takes delight in you with gladness. With his love, Sterling Vineyard, he will calm all your fears. So whatever the fear is that you've come in with this morning, I invite you now in your own heart and mind to name that before Jesus and declare over that his truth. And declare in your own heart, 
with his love, he will calm all your fears. So we declare in the name of Jesus, fear, be quiet. Fear, be still. When Jesus was in the boat with the disciples and the waves were getting higher and higher, waves in the Bible and sea is often represented as chaos. So when Jesus stands up in the boat and speaks to the waves and the chaos or the fear, what does he say? Be still. Be still. And the waves... They, they go, ooh, we have heard that voice before. Yeah, we've heard that voice before. That's the master's voice. So the waves, you know what they did when they heard Jesus' voice? They bowed down. They were like, oh, it's Jesus. So that's what fear has to do. So whatever your fear is in the moment, coming in today, his love wants to melt that fear, and who wants that fear to bow down. So, let me declare this again. For the Lord your God is living amongst you, Sterling Vineyard. He is a mighty Savior. He will take delight in you with gladness. With his love, he will calm all your fears. He will rejoice over you with joyful songs. That is our God. That's who he is. He's not cold-hearted and stingent with his love. But he is a God who comes behind us and sings his love over us. So here's what today, from this verse, what it's going to look like for us going forward. I believe individually, God has a song that he's singing over us. And part of our role in life as human beings is to tune in to his song over us individually. So there's an individual part of this story. And I want to encourage you to ask him, Father God, what's your song over me? And I don't know how you best connect with God. I don't know if it's in the nature. I don't know if it's underwater. I don't know if it's through study or worship or in community. I don't really care. But what I do care is that you hear his song over you. Because he doesn't have favorites. I think there's some people here this morning, you need to hear that. You feel like the kid in the sports team and people have been picking the teams and there's three of you left. And that's how you feel with God. And I want you to know that's not how he sees you. The reality is, he is there singing a song over you individually. And it's personal to you. So there's a song over in us individually. But there's also a song over us as a community as well. And my best description of what it means to do life together as people pursuing the king and the kingdom, is this. We have the honor and the privilege to remind one another 
what his song is over them. I don't believe anyone in this room has been commissioned to be the Pharisee police. It's a rubbish job. You know, a bit like the librarian who's been in the job so long to try to keep people away from the books. Have you ever met a librarian like that? Have you ever met somebody like that in church? I just, if you sense that your heart has drifted towards that, I have a sense that Jesus today wants to refresh your librarian heart for a love and the wonder of books. Because a good librarian is like, you're so welcome to the library. Can I show you some stuff? I read this book once, and it's beautiful. I mean, don't worry if it's going to get a bit bashed or curbed. So if you found yourself being that librarian, kind of keeping people away from the good stuff, then just ask Jesus again for a new heart. So this sense of being community life together, we get to remind one another of his song over us. So if you have a friend and a fellow um, adventurer in the kingdom in and around Sterling, and they are forgetting who they are in Jesus, there is two ways to do this. We can start talking about them behind their backs. And the only thing we should be doing behind people's backs is praying. If you have somebody come to you and say, oh, can I mention it about somebody? You go, oh, just to stop you, they're a friend of mine. In fact, what we should do, why don't we just give them a quick call now and then you can talk to them directly. I found that generally stops the conversation. <laughs> or they say, you know, if that's a bit confrontational, you could just say, if they begin to start talking, going, oh, you know what? I'm so glad you mentioned that person's name. They've been on my heart too. Let's pray. It just nips stuff, stuff in the blood. What did I say there? <laughs> it nips stuff in the blood. <laughs> Maybe it does. I don't know. It just nips stuff in the blood. And that responsibility there is never on a leader. That's on us all. We're in this together. We are for one another. If community life is going to be this ding, 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 that's not what we're about. We're in this together to call out the gold in one another, to champion one another. So when you have a friend who's messing up, my encouragement would, to you would not be to go and shame them or expose them, but to go and lovingly, gently remind them, do you know about Mr. Father's got a song over you? And it's a beautiful song. And it's that you're a leader and you're, what you pursue privately really, really matters because that has an impact on people around you. And he loves you and he has the best for you and he delights in you. And he's got a call on you and he's a favor on you amongst a certain tribe in, in this place. And some of you may not understand the tribe that he's called to. I may be totally wrong here. But you need to get behind him and you need to say, God's for you. God's song over you is to bring delight. And we want to stand with you. So I don't know the last time somebody came to you and said, I love you so much. I'm going to speak truth to you. I'm not going to gossip about you. And here's what I'm going to say. There's a father's song over you. 
I think I used to see sin as the list of things I do when I mess up. But I think I see it more now is I simply forget who I am, who I belong to, and what I'm meant to be about. Does that make sense? So I'm not belittling sin. But what I am saying is we generally need to be reminded of who we are and not exposed of stuff we've done wrong again. So I just wanted to pause in this moment where I believe the Father has a song over us individually, but this community life together is that thing of, what's the Father's song over you? And this thing of encouragement is, um, I mean, I, I love to encourage. And you know, my bank account has never, actually, that's not true, it does cost. But generally, it doesn't cost to encourage. It doesn't cost to encourage. And it makes all the difference. Often people say to me, oh, Andy, you're so encouraging. I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, bless you. Thank you for that. But I am also slightly surprised when I say to people, oh, when was the last time somebody encouraged you? And they're like, oh, and they've got to think about it. I'm like, what? That's weird. We're meant to be a people of courage. So as we call, we, first thing, we, you know, the people who welcome us on the door, we say, thank, can I just say thank you for what you do? You know, whatever you live or work or play, I encourage you to start encouraging people. You know, I'll sometimes call people up and say, oh, can I speak to the compliment department, please? And they're like, uh, what? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, the, the complaints department. I'm like, no, I'd like to lodge an official compliment, please. And they're like, uh, do you want to speak to my manager? I'm like, yes. Um, and I'll get put through and I'll be like, oh, I'd just like to say, I'd like to lodge an official compliment. I caught somebody doing a good thing and I wanted to let you know. It does disturb people a little bit. <laughs> but I want to encourage you, a Sterling Vineyard, to be the people who just compliment and encourage and call out the gold. And it's not flattery. Tell you what, society doesn't need a, another harsh voice, but they need that heavenly Father's voice through your words calling out the gold. And then the last thing I want to say is this. Sterling and beyond is desperately hungry to hear his voice. This is a historically rich place. There's so much blood has been shed in this place, hasn't it? The history of this place, the turmoil, the tension, the fighting, the battles, there's so much. And yet this place is longing. They've heard voices call. This land has heard many voices call to arms, declaring who they are. And people will raise up to some, some level, but people will not come fully alive until they hear the master's voice singing over them. So Sterling Vineyard, your role is not only to hear the father's voice over individually and for one another, but your job, your role is to help declare his song over this land and beyond. So are you up for it? Are you up for it?
What do you want to do now? Okay. What do you think we should do now? We should stand, okay? We'll stand. Now, this may be risky, but I do wonder, and I don't care if you're in tune or not, but you may have a sense that the Father has got something to share, a song over you, over this community, over Sterling, or it may be something quiet that you just go and share with somebody. Say, I just wonder, perhaps, maybe, the Father wants to speak over you. So Holy Spirit, you're welcome here. You are welcome here. And Father, we thank you for Hannah's yes. We thank you for Stan's yes and Hannah's yes to Stan. And we thank you for Levi. And I want to pray for Levi. I want to pray for his feet as it planted on this soil that his life would change this city and beyond. I also want to pray for his future wife and I want to pray for his children, children's children. I want to declare good old-fashioned biblical prosperity over them as a family and as you as a community and beyond. So, Father, we, we want to hear your song over us. So, would you release your voice to, to a few in the room now who will release that? Thanks for listening to the Sterling Vineyard Sundays podcast. If you want to get in touch with us, please visit our website at sterlingvineyard.co.uk or find us on social media at Sterling Vineyard Church.